Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter preview podcast. I'm Paul Doolan in again for Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. Hello, Paul. Just before we get into the podcast, I'd just like to say something which... I feel very strongly about in the current climate. What's that, Paul? Well, Dave, the Newcastle Natter is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5, Ladbrokes. Pounds, get £20. If you deposit £5, Ladbrokes, Dave, will add another yeah. £20 pounds to your account. You can wow. get this offer, you personally can get this offer yeah. by following the link at bet.newcastlepodcast.com. I, I just had well, to get that off my chest. Well, it's, it's an open forum. I think it was... a. Uh, a decent choice yeah now speaking of open forums yes how is your anus <laughs> still orbiting oh good nice sorry are you speaking of open forums yeah i was gonna say shall we hit some twitter questions oh yes so we asked before the pod earlier in the week for any twitter questions from you the listeners and we have a few thomas burkham who sent in three, which I'll do the first one first, see how we feel about doing more. Mm -hmm. Says, Rafa, quotation marks, we didn't sign who we wanted, so we signed who we need. Does that not undermine confidence of a new signings knowing your third choice, Dave? Uh, I don't know, because if like a really hot girl asks your mate out and then asks you out, she's really hot, you're really going to be that upset. I, I think because you're still a choice. You know, it's not like that player's been foisted upon Rafa. He's on his list. It's players like... Um, like uh, Riviere was on a list, though. Doesn't make it right. No, yeah, but then Riviere was on a list of this player might be good yeah. and we'll gamble on the fact that he might have a resale value because we're buying him when he's fairly young. It is hard to see if there is a massive difference between that and Hosselu, but I admit it's early days. Just tying into that question, though, because Jamie Carragher said on Monday Night Football, 
was quite, I don't know if you've seen this yet, it was quite strange for Carragher, who normally seems quite sensible. He was talking about Benitez's negativity, sort of downplaying how he wanted so many different players. He thinks that's starting to rub off on the fans and causing a negative attitude amongst the fans and at the club. Do you think there's anything in that? I think Rafa's public negativity about the players is uh, groundwork for uh, later complaints about the fact that we didn't strengthen as much as he wanted to and as much as we're able to. Um, And it's, should he leave, he's got his excuse in the bag. It's because he was, he hasn't, like, I know people are saying, well, he, he spent like, he spent 30 odd, 36, 37 million this window. Yeah. And he spent uh, 40, uh, sorry, like 50, 55 million last window. Oh, sorry, last summer. Well, he had to spend 55 million last summer because he had to buy 11 players. And you can't buy 11 players even in the championship for um, less than, I mean, that works out to be about 5 million a player. And the net spend over those two windows was pretty much even, I think. Yeah, if if you carry the profit from that summer into this summer, um, we've spent about 4 million quid. Oh no, it's 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 even because we sold Lewis Gibson for 6 million and we sold Daryl Murphy for 2 million. So it's even, I, I think that, yeah, so when he says it's not, so I, I interpreted it as um, the situation isn't what he wanted, not that the players weren't what he wanted. Yeah, because when I read it, it seemed like it's not what we wanted. I can I can understand the point. If you're Hosselu coming in and Benitez is moaning about not getting the strikers he's wanted, that's not necessarily going to fill you with confidence but it's not like he's going to be saying that to him at the training ground as well it will have been discussed what the plan is for him I don't think he said that in the in the press either I think it's being construed that way but I don't think that's an accurate representation I mean you've got to bear in mind this is his second language I know he speaks it very well but it's still his second language so I don't think he's saying I'll be lumbered with these chumps I think what he's saying is you know, we we tried to do some business earlier in the earlier in the window, and it didn't happen. And you've got to work with the market that that's available, and you've got to work with the players that yeah, are available. I don't think there's any language misunderstandings. I think he, I think he's shrewd enough to know what he's saying. But I think it's just a message for the board. You can't kid players either. We've had transfer windows in the past where the players, the reason players have asked to leave is because they've seen the lack of ambition in signings. So they yeah. know when players joining aren't good enough and they know when they're missing out on good players. You can't, there's no point dressing it up as anything else. You no, can't just come out no. and say, I'm, I'm delighted we've got Javier Manquillo and that's, we don't need any more signings now. Yeah. People can see through it. What's worrying is the board can't seem to see through it at the moment, but there's still, what, 10 days of the window to go? Yeah, and... So we'll, We'll see how we're doing at deadline day. Shall we do another yeah. Thomas Birkin question? Sure. Is it a sign of the lack of quality in the squad that apparently no club has come in for one of our first 11? No, not really. I mean, how often do I mean, how often do teams recently promoted from the championship have their best players poached? when they're in the Premier League. Yeah, there is a premium on proving you can do it in the Premiership, which obviously you don't really have after a year in the Championship. 
And that's why, I mean, when did Southampton lose all of their players? You know, uh, Lalana and um, uh, was it Jose Font and all the yeah. rest of them? It was after. It was after they did. They did really well in the Premier League. If if we if we'd come up, kept roughly the same side, and it should. I don't know, should Ayose Perez suddenly turn into a poacher supreme or a number 10 supreme, then I wouldn't be surprised if somebody came in for him. But they're not going to come in for... I mean, who who, who are the players that shone for us in, in the championship? Well, Shelby's not really done it in the Premier League consistently, yeah. so it wouldn't be him. Rich Gale. Good. Yeah, Gale did really well, but again, it's that, well, he's, a, he's a high scorer in the, the championship, but he hasn't proven himself in the Premier League. And yeah. Clark hasn't had the greatest time in the Premier League. What, I'm Darlow, surprised. Elliot? I am slightly surprised Championship clubs haven't put in offers for Gale. I mean, they may have had and we don't know about it. But if you were sort of Aston Villa and you had the money and thought, we need to get out of this division quickly, yeah. or even Sunderland, because I, I would imagine as well Benitez would probably accept a good offer for Gale if but he could reinvest he was, that money. I was going to say, yeah, because... For all he, I mean, he's he's made eight million selling a striker who's never who who is never and was never going to play for us in the Premier League, and a sixteen year old kid, a seventeen year old kid. He made eight million off them, and we're not signing twenty million pound players, are we? We're, we're yeah. signing, I mean, is it? Le, I think Lejeune's our biggest. No, sorry, Murphy's Murphy our biggest expense for twelve season, million. Yeah. But we've spent yeah, less sorry. than Brighton and Huddersfield. I think that's net yeah. spend, but comfortably less than both of them. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily a reflection on the quality of players we've got. I think it's a reflection on how well they've done recently in the Premier League. I don't think there's yeah. been really offers for Brighton's stars of last season. Like Canock Art's not had clubs trying to tempt him away that I've seen. Well, and the only, the only one from Huddersfield that I can remember having a, a real standout season was um, Moy. And he yeah. was signed by Huddersfield. So... No, I'm like promoted twice in the championship. I can't, I can't remember a, a, an incident of them losing their best player on promotion. Yeah, Most it tends to happen in think, sort of the winter transfer window. They'll take yeah, a gamble or, then or the, on signing. the following season. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the final, the final one in the Thomas Birkin trilogy. Is it a sign? Yeah. Oh no, we've done that one. Forget that. Watching Rafa's interviews in the last two weeks, I get the feeling he will leave soon. What's your feeling? I think I briefly touched on it that he's not happy. He he clearly feels like he's been misled. Um, uh, I think that he's getting his excuses in, um, but I don't like he's he'll he'll stand to lose a bit of money if he if he walks. And he, I can't imagine him getting fired. So I think he would have to take no, like either a pittance invested or nothing invested between now and the end of the uh, end of the window, and and for us to be in or around the the um, the relegation zone come the beginning of uh, January, and at that time him not receiving a fucking war chest yeah because if, if we get to if we get to january and we're 16th 17th uh, a win or a loss away from being in the relegation zone and he, he can legitimately say i fucking told you <laughs> I've, I've, you know i've done my best but 
I've I've told you. And should he then receive, all right, here's 70 million, go and spend it. And the 100 million that we'll recoup from staying in the Premier League is absolutely going to cover that. Um, If only that sort of decision could happen before the start of the season. Yeah. I I do agree with you. He seems to be quite adamant that he's not going to leave, despite saying he's disappointed. I mean, that can change. Anything can change quite quickly with Mike Ashley. But I think... I don't know. I think it'd have to be a very good offer. It'd definitely only leave for a Premier League team. And I think West Ham could be available soon. And they are pretty desperate to get him, but I'm not sure if he would. I'd, I'd be surprised if he swapped... So I don't think West Ham are going to do that well this season. I think uh, they bought names, yeah. But like, if you talk to if you talk to fans of his old club, Zavaleta has been waning for quite some time, and Joe Hart, Joe Hart hasn't been any good since he left Man City. So this is the same uh, Joe Hart you were saying we should sign <laughs> in pre-season. I was I was I was saying like it was. It's an option. It, it sets his stall out because I think they were able to sign um, like uh, Chicharito and Zavaleta um, and uh, Arnautovic because they signed Joe Hart. I think yeah. that opens a few doors because people take you seriously if you sign a name. And I, like they got him for was it nothing or is it a loan deal? I can't remember, but it's not. I'm not a, sure. It wasn't his wages will be high. But yeah, they feel a bit sure. like QPR did a few seasons ago where they're just getting exactly, yeah. people, they're getting names on high wages. And if that does yeah. go wrong, that's a very expensive championship season. Next mm, question would, we've got. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Go, go. Lloyd Kent asks, can we start a just giving page to help with transfer funds? Michael Owen <laughs> is still our record signing, for God's sake. Yeah. See, I, I see this like um, the record signing thing pop up quite a bit, and you can see that you know teams breaking their their transfer record. I'm not really like it sounds stupid. I'm not really bothered how much we spend. It's what we spend it on. Yeah. So if we, I mean, Denver Bar was seven million and is arguably the best striker we've had since Shearer. Like, would and it we have spent we... money as well. If you look at when we like sort of Sissoko, Wijnaldum, Cabela, Tovan, they're not cheap players they're not massively expensive we never seem to go for that next level though if you look at i know some of our best signings haven't been that expensive but there is generally a correlation between transfer fee and quality of player and it's it's disappointing when you look at everton where they had the foresight to say we're not going to sign anyone in one window to then have the money to get lukaku because that does then pay off and they sold him for what 70 odd million and then they flooded their team with, um, say, four or five players. Yeah. Brought in on all of them on or around like um, fifteen million, wasn't it? So yeah. they've they've spent well, I think, but they've um, they've dumped. They've basically, their Carroll money went on a bunch of players, and I think ours I didn't. Mean, they, they, no, ours did not. Ours went to Sports um, Direct. Anyway, um, I don't want to get on a rant about Mike Ash. No. Honestly, if if he had any any sense about the football business, he would have known that you strengthen from a position of uh, so you 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 improve from a position of strength, 
and coming up as champions, coming up with Rafa Benitez, you, you go off and the, the minute the window's open, you've already lined up three or four signings. Your outlay at the beginning of the window is like 40 million and people go, oh, they're really making inroads. And then if you only spend only uh, spend another 20 million between then and the end of the window, people still think that you've done good business and you've got it in early and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, waiting until the end of the season to see if there's any um, bargains to be had is it's a niggardly approach that's going to come back and bite you. And if if we don't if we don't get a proper number ten, a proper like an experienced goalkeeper that we seem to be very keen on, a decent left back. God, there's there's, there's areas that there's are weak. Gaps. But there's yeah, a lot I of still, there are a lot of teams in a similar position to us where they've got squad players they need to get rid of. You look at yeah. players we've been linked with, like Fabian Delph, uh, Wilfred Boney, they're all still knocking about, and they're some of them will still be available at the end of the window. But it's it's annoying to be in the scramble again, having not yeah. done our business early because we look. I think especially against Huddersfield, we look like a team who need another four weeks before the season starts rather than a team two weeks into a new season. And mm. on that lovely bombshell, we're going to take a quick ad break. We'll be back in a minute. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back, Dave. Did you enjoy the ad? I did. I'm trying to keep up to date on the Man City Everton game. Current score. on like updates and stuff. It's currently Everton are winning at the Etihad. Whoa. One nil to Everton. And a mate of mine put on uh, a fiver at eleven to one. So I think if I were him, I'd be cashing out right about now. Oh, you like a cash out, don't you? I saw this at the weekend. Yeah. It feels like, wrong. But I won so what does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> like, at what cost? Well, the, the bet the bet would have been, I think it was like 18,000, I think. But it ended up, if I had not cashed out, it would have been zero. So. All right, fair enough. And um, how many yeah. thousand did you cash out for? Um, not, not many. <laughs> Eight? 8,000. Less... Eight pounds. That's the one. Oh well. Still cash money. Yeah, it's two pints. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh think if I was mine right now, yeah, definitely cashing out. Yeah, I think that's fair you'd, enough. You'd be on thirty odd quid. Um, now, on to this weekend. We've got yes. what is definitely a rarity for us in our first ten games, a Saturday three o'clock kickoff against the mighty West Ham, which I should really have checked this. I'm pretty sure we're at home, aren't we? Yeah. In fact, yeah, I'm going to say we're definitely at home against West Ham. <laughs> they are looking pretty much as awful as us at the moment. So... They're rock bottom of the league. They've um, conceded seven goals in two games. Admittedly, you know, one of the games was Man U, who looked absolutely rampant. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they've... They scored twice, which is two times more than us. I was thing, if you're looking um, for a clean sheet, there's only one side at the minute you want coming to town, and that's us. Yeah. Um, but luckily, they're coming to our town. 
I don't know, like how we play against Forest could have a huge impact on how we play against West Ham. Yeah. Because if, if we, if, I mean, if we smash Forest around, like I don't think we're going to, but if we put three past them, because, I don't know, we put three past them because Mitrovic is unleashed on a shit side, then going into the West Ham game, a bit more confidence, um, Marino's got some more game time. Maybe Murphy shows that he can do it and gets another opportunity. I don't know. Um, it, it, it is really dependent on... If, if we beat Forrest comfortably, I think, we'll, I think we'll beat West Ham as well. And I think big question marks will come over because they're, they're mm. under so much pressure. I think they're in... Um, not that we're necessarily... Well, a lot of the, the pundits seem to think we're in a crisis. I don't, but West Ham feel like they are in a crisis. They yeah. feel under more pressure than us at the moment. The amount they've well, because, spent and how poor they've looked. Exactly. I think with with our situation, it's circumstance like Shelby's missing, two like two not lengthy injuries, but like two injuries to two of our first choice defenders and a lack of strengthening. Theirs is well they've strengthened, but they they look shoddy, like yeah. really shoddy. I think you um, spoke about Zabaleta earlier as well. And any of our four wingers, maybe with the exception of Matt Ritchie, but I would like to see any of them just sprinting at him because what we don't necessarily have quality on the wings, but we've got pace. And I think just running at him, mm. I would like to see what Atsu and Murphy could do against him. Like Arnautovic will be missing as well, won't he? Oh yeah, he elbowed someone, didn't he, at the weekend? Yeah, he elbowed somebody, so he'll he'll be missing from that game. And Arnautovic is I'm not he's one of those players that if he fancies it, he could tear Man City apart. <laughs> yeah. If he fancied it, it's just that he he rarely seems to fancy it. Um, what worries uh, me, even though our makeshift back four performed okay against Huddersfield, Chicharito does seem even in a fairly poor West Ham side, able to get goals. I think, especially with Lascelles at centre-back, there are gaps there to exploit. Yeah, because Clark at, at full-back takes our most experienced Premier League mm. defender, well, I and think who we... was our best defender, and sticks him out on the left flank where... Yeah. Had, like, this... Like, I'd be quite tempted to go three at the back and play Manquillo as a wing back and put um, Richie on the left as a left sided wing back. Wow. And then have those, that is our back five, if you like, with Hayden and Marino ahead of Hayden in the centre. So I have two there. And then play with Hosselu, Mitrovic, and um, Gale. Uh, three, four, three. Yeah, I think we have tinkered with three at the back in pre-season, but I think that would be oh, a big, a big move yeah. in a high-pressure game as well. I'm not sure. I think Benitez would probably keep it the same and aim to just not concede oh, for yeah. the first half hour. But I think as well, what was against Huddersfield? I thought Mbemba did pretty well at left back, and that at least allows you to keep Clark in the centre. So I do think it, it has to be Clark plus one at centre-back. I yeah. personally wouldn't mind Clark and Mbemba as the centre-backs and then either a Gamez or 
whoever maybe deputises well against Forrest at left back, seeing what they could do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I would say so far, and then there's been the player that's come out of these last two games with the, the most credit. Yeah. Which, I lo- like, quite a few people at the beginning of the season were saying it should be Lejeune and Clark. Which um, I still think it probably will be yeah. with everybody fit, but it, it feels like... Mbemba's offering more competition than LaSalle. Mm, yeah, yeah. I feel bad for LaSalle because he is club captain. He's a young lad and he was... Yeah. Yeah, you know, he was all right. But it's not the end boy. of his career and no. Benita seems to like him and he will get games. So how confident are you going into the West Ham game? Because right now my confidence is on a razor's edge. If if we do well against Forrest, I'd expect us to carry the form forward into mm. the next game. If we play badly and win or don't win, I could see a fourth loss in a row coming. See, I think a team coming to play us now at St. James's really, it's not a difficult game plan. You just keep it really tight and compact at the back and get the crowd yeah. to turn on you. I don't think West Ham are capable of doing that. I think they're a bit too fragile. Got, so I think it's first goal wins really. Yeah, they've got they've got a much easier um League Cup game. Uh they're away to Cheltenham. So I would anticipate that they would play their second string against Cheltenham and still have the, the quality to get past them and yet would be allowed would be able to take that confidence into into an away game despite the fact that uh, their key players might not have been playing yeah I could see I could definitely see that happening I think well I hope we'll have just a bit too much in the way of organisation to beat them but with Hernandez they can always get a goal from nothing whereas it feels like it'll take us four chances to get a goal whereas they can conjure something out of nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, we're, they can um, they can finish a chance, and we are right now. We are looking very guilty of giving up a chance. Yeah, um, and we're not creating or finishing chances at the minute. So I don't think a nil-nil would be a bad shout, really, for this game. I think it will be a terrible game to watch, but then I would definitely like to be proven wrong. Thankfully, um, oh, somebody's just been sent off in the Man City game. So maybe my mate shouldn't cash out. Technically, Dave, you are now broadcasting a Premier League game against copyright. I'm going to have to make a citizen's arrest. Okay. I'm going well, to get the train um, up to Manchester now and come get you. I was going to say, can you bring some cans on the train? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I do a good citizen's arrest. <laughs> There's always cans. It's like yeah. Dog the Bounty Hunter. He was offering them cigarettes <laughs> and religious advice. <laughs> <laughs> topical reference there to a show that was cancelled about five years ago <laughs> oh, right I think that's the West Ham game pretty covered really isn't it I think yeah I think it's it's edgy we should have enough yeah, to beat but... them you would feel a lot more confident if we had Lejeune and Shelby and a fully fit yeah. Gale but I at least it feels we've got... like we've got We've got impact subs still. Despite injuries, we have got a fairly well-functioning back five and players that can yeah. come on and make a difference. So if we're still in the game, you'd expect us to have a shout. 
Because they can't uh, defend. No, uh, they can't defend <laughs> at all. And we've come um, up against two very well-drilled defences so far. Huddersfield, not so much a good book back five. It's two teams that press all over the park, and we're not going to get that with West Ham. No, and I think with, I mean, if you look at our preseason games as well, the the games, the game that we looked like poor in was definitely the ninth game, and ninth pressed hard all over the pitch. Yeah. So I think we we struggle with that. But after West Ham, we've got uh, away to Swansea at home, Stoke away to Brighton. See, so if we were to go take three points away from West Ham, um, we've got like it's nice games to follow it because if we, you know, get like I don't know, one one win and two draws or two wins or something like that from from those next three fixtures, I don't think we'll win them all because I don't think we're we're going to do that this league. Um, if you if you carry that through, then then. The Tottenham games written off is just like, uh, well, it was just the first game of the season and they had a man sent off and blah, blah, blah. Huddersfield's written off is like, oh, it's a bad day at the office. And then you go in, you've, you've got four. I can four see you games. writing off 38 losses this season with a different <laughs> excuse for each one. But then after that, you know, after those, those next, the next four Premier League games, I'd fancy, I'd fancy us to, to like have a, a decent chance of picking up wins and points which would be nice but after that it's like a run of Liverpool, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Burnley, Bournemouth and that's again it's like apart from Liverpool and Southampton those are teams that we can cause problems to um, yeah. I don't think I don't think they've got they're either they've either got um, average to poor players like Brighton and Burnley do or they've got um, an average manager like um, Frank De Boer is currently Fair point. I think. Am I being too confident again, mate? Am I? Like, I get away with... I, th- I think maybe. I think <laughs> seeing us winning games when it doesn't look like we're going to yeah, score a goal every right. three games. Yeah. But look, the way I see it is like currently people are, are, are worried about the oh god we're near the the drop and well, you know we don't look like scoring a goal and we don't look like winning. Currently, Huddersfield is second in the league on goal difference. I don't see them being there at the end of the season. They don't look like losing a game at the minute. They're definitely going to lose games in the league. Yeah. Um, West Brom are up there. Watford are up there. Those three teams are not going to be up there come the end of the season. They're much more likely to be, you know, flip the table and have them as second, third, and fourth last teams in the in the Premier League that there is they're more likely to be there than they are where they are now. So I'm not my worry I'm not overly concerned. Is that there will there'll be teams who are too good to be in the bottom three that sort of around Christmas time will be down there. And they'll yeah. be able to replace their managers with better options. If Benitez leaves us, right. we'll end up with like Alan Kerbishley or Tim Sherwood, <laughs> someone demonstrably worse. I think we've got mm-hmm. a manager who can get the best out of what is a, a low premiership, high championship squad. Yeah, but I think we were, or Neil Warnock would probably bring in. God, seriously, all this all this concern could change in the next ten days. Yeah, we we could. I mean, Dennis Prey may be the answer to the number ten problem. Uh, we could bring in, you know, a striker that we 
weren't aware that we were interested in maybe a young lad from a, a team that's up the up the right end of the Premier League who is just not going to get games because they've just brought in an even better striker. So I, I think we know. should I'm just start gonna... bribing refs. It cancels out the whole problem we've had before of not having players sent off against us. I think it's I think it's the way to go. I think if we had an owner who was less tight fisted, yeah. I'd have a hope of that. Yeah, but he he'd be trying to bribe them with one of the free mugs you get from Sports Direct. Big mug, pack of cheap running yeah. socks, seventy percent off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we need to wrap it up there. Yeah. So should we do score predictions for the West Ham game? Uh, fuck, I hate doing it when it's two games in the future. So I will say 1-0 again. I'm going to go 19-0. I've got a hunch. <laughs> no, I think 2-2. Ooh. Yeah. The Desmond. Very nice. Very nice indeed. But hopefully wrong I think it'll I think surely we're going to score against West Ham even we're not that shite Shit. up front yeah 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 <laughs> right well, we'll see mate we'll on that right. note thank you very much to you all for listening and thank you very much Dave Watson cheers Paul you've uh, done this wonderfully oh, well thank you Dave that means a lot to me yeah brilliant okay thank you very much and goodbye this is a playback media production Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.